T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067, the fan. Right now, very excited to talk to... Our friend, a Super Bowl MVP, and arguably the man with the biggest hands on the planet, Mr. Doug Williams. Douglas. Doug, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining us. Nah, it's my pleasure, man. <laughs> you you adding all those adjectives to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I've seen a lot of people's hands over the years. Who has bigger hands than you? Nobody. Oh, I don't know. I got some pretty good-sized hands, though. I would say that. <laughs> I, when... When you went through the combine and the pre-draft process and all that stuff, were they doing hand measurements back then? Well, first of all, JP, let me tell you this. I'm too old to have gone through a combine. We didn't have combines back then. Um, Well, Doug, as somebody that has written a lot of blogs about combines, you should go through it now just to get your hands measured, just to maybe set a new record. Yeah, I, I see the kid from Florida got some big hands for sure. Um, <laughs> how, how are you, man? How are you enjoying the off season? I know you're busy as heck during the season. I'm, I'm curious if you allow yourself a little downtime. Uh, you know what? I have a little bit, you know, since the Super Bowl. Those three weeks was like a, a whirlwind. And then we had the Legacy Bowl down in New Orleans and come home. And then my girls was in the playoff. They was fortunate enough to win the state champion uh, in Virginia. So that was been been a good good month. Let me say that. Did Great you get a month. chance to go to Zachary when you were down I in did New Orleans? Not. Uh, everybody came to the game, so okay. I saw everybody. I, I would have loved to have gone to Zachary, man. But you know, them two a day practices and and meeting in the evening with those guys, it was it was tough to get away. Oh yeah. Um. So now that you're you're perhaps able to settle in a little bit, and there was obviously major news yesterday, and. You know, I, I understand that your role with the Commanders may limit kind of some of what you can talk about around the league, but are are you surprised with a player like Lamar Jackson and his ability, a guy that's won an MVP award, that he did not, at least has not so far, gotten a long-term contract? Well, you know what? I think we all surprised. I mean, I was reading some comments with even J.J. Watts. You know, made a comment yesterday, and he's surprised. You know, you got a, a talent like Lamar, uh, but you know, Baltimore does what you know what they do. That's their organization. We can't say nothing about that. But it's hard to believe that it, there's a lot of teams in this league could could use uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. That's the part that you know probably I don't understand. Nobody is calling and, and trying to make deals or what have you. But you know, we're in the NFL. Anything is possible. Yeah, I think that's just a little ploy right now, but they're going to start calling soon. Oh, I think so, too, eventually. <laughs> I think they wanted everything to settle down. Um, I was more surprised at, at the uh, non-inclusive 
uh, tag more than anything. I think that's the part that got me. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And then, um, I, you know, I wanted to just throw some numbers out there. Um, like in 1980, or, you know, let's go to 1979. <laughs> uh, Remember, Jay, I was 11 then. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all telling my age. <laughs> Doug, I'm just saying, for some of the success you had, which was significant, and you had a huge arm and could go deep. And I, I believe that Tampa team that went 10-6, and six, I think you all got to an NFC title game before some injuries. Exactly. Um, Daniel Jones just signed a contract for $42 million per Ooh. season. What, what, is, what is a former Super Bowl MVP quarterback's reaction when you hear those numbers? Born yeah. too soon. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why could y'all hold off a little bit? <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 there's no other way to explain it. I mean, for me, no. I mean, and, and I look at it, but I look at a lot of guys that came before me, too. They're probably saying the same thing. And, you know, it, it's just the way it is. The, the economics of the league is, has gone way up, skyrocketed. I mean, I think it's, it says when you see all these guys and the money that they make, that's that's what the league is now. I always say this, uh, Doug. I say if you see those guys making that type of money, just imagine what the owners are making. Well, nobody's <laughs> going to pay their workers that kind of money if they're not making There money. you go. <laughs> you know, you like, oh, man, I can't believe they're making all that money. If they paying it, believe me, the person that's paying and, them can afford it. And I think it. that's what we all have to do. All, from, a, from an ex-player to the fans, we got to look at it for what it's worth. You know, if, if they're paying a guy this type of money, they got to be making some, t- some kind of type of money, too. So I think it all works out. Certainly. Certainly. I, I mean – the economics of the league are, are such that everybody's getting paid. Everybody's getting paid. Let's let's talk about what we think the quarterback situation is going to be here in Washington. Uh, we're talking with Super Bowl MVP Doug Williams here on the BetQL guest line. What, Doug, you've been around him now for a year. What are what are your kind of expectations, or, or or what have you learned about Sam Howell, second year passer? Well, let me say this. You know, I got an early glimpse of Sam in training camp, you know, and I like what I saw then. But, you know, during the whole season, you know, you really don't get a chance to, to work because if you're not the second team guy, you, you don't get any work whatsoever, yeah. no more than what you work on your own. Uh, the one game that he played this year, I, I thought uh, for a guy being on the sideline for a whole year came in, I think he did a, a, a admirable job of doing that. And I think um, we got something to work with. Uh, I look at Sam and, and what I say about Sam is the fact that he has um, what a lot of people call quarterback moxie and, and quarterbacking is more than just getting back there, throwing the ball. You got to have some feel for the, for the game, the pocket and the awareness and uh, all where you are and, and when to do certain things. And he, he exhibited that in, in the, in the Dallas game by making some moves. I remember the TD run that he had, Lord you know, shoulder. Yeah, as, 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 as quickly, you know, he realized he didn't have anything, but he saw an opening, and next thing you know, his foot was in the ground. He was getting upfield. You know, that that's the kind of stuff you look for in a guy like Sam. Now, you know, he got a whole year. Um, you know, he's going to get the ball coming out the dugout. Uh, I think that in itself give you an opportunity to tell a little more about him. Well, Doug, I'm going to take you somewhere. Like, you got a new offense coordinator here, a guy that's known to basically hold people accountable. Now, you play for a coach. Uh, you know, Coach Rob never ever told you anything negative, or they yelled at you and said you was doing something wrong if you did something wrong, right? 
I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know no other way to be coached. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think I think we all got to get out of the. You know how you talk to people and stuff like that. You know, I watch the enemy. You know, I sit down. I've talked to the enemy. You know, he's a guy that coaches hard. I mean, if you can't be coached hard as an athlete, uh, you don't need to be playing this game because when the coaches get on you, it's not about you personally. It's about what you did on the field. And I think at the end of the day, everybody wants you to do better than what you did. And I think that's where, where he coming from, yep. and, and that's where his hard coaching comes from. And, and you know, the players are competitive too. They, they get caught up in emotion, so it looks like it's more than what it really is at times. 100%. What did you think of the, the Eric Bieniemy hire, Doug? Like what, I don't know how much involvement you had in kind of your new role over there, but I'm sure you've got to speak and talk to him now plenty. Yeah, you know, that's the good part about it, having an opportunity to sit down with him at breakfast, even this morning, sitting down with him at breakfast. Uh, last week he came into my office. We sat down for about a half hour. You know, it's good talking to him and, and talking about some of the players that he's been coaching and things like that and, and knowing that, you know, this guy coming in here with the idea of, of making us a better football team. And I think the players are hyped about by everybody in because I think everybody feels like there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he probably should not should should be a head coach in the National Football League right now, but he's not. He's our offensive coordinator, and, and you know we're looking forward to it. And, and I know Terry and and and, and Dotson and, and all those guys are looking forward to to having a guy that, that can create some stuff for them. And I think he understands that the receivers and the people they have in place. Uh, uh, receiver that can stretch the field, and I think that's what we have to have to do. Yeah, I, I like uh, the thing with uh, with Eric coming in, and like Coach, we had Coach R. Reed on yesterday, and he said Eric wants everybody to be great, and he's going to coach you that way to, to try to afford that. But I think we've gotten into an era where, like you said earlier, you know, some people are going to talk to you in a different way, and you you were with Wayne Severe on our Coach Gibbs team, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, Coach Gibbs didn't say a lot, but Wayne sure in the hell said everything that you that you probably didn't want to hear, but you heard anyway. And I think the, a lot of these coaches understand like, they need somebody like that. Good cop, bad cop. Say it like that. Well, you know, when we talk about Eric, you can call him good cop or bad cop, but he's a, he's a cop that wants you to do right. That's what I'm saying. And wants the team to do well. I think that's the bottom line. This whole we forget how he talks to you. Let's look at what what he wants you to do, and this is the right thing to do. And I think that's the that's what he tried to do. Yep, um, Doug, I'd like to ask you a personal question, if you don't mind. We're speaking with Super Bowl winning MVP, Mr. Doug Williams. You mentioned sitting down with Eric Bieniemy at breakfast and kind of getting to know him. I, it made me think. What does Doug Williams like for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? And, and and I think Ron one morning came. He said, "You eat the same thing every morning." I said, "Yeah." You know I, what is it? I, I go in there and get me three. I'm uh, I eat three eggs, either scrambled, I eat a medium or hard, and and about four strips of bacon and avocado and tomatoes, and that's my breakfast. That's a good breakfast, man. That sounds. Uh, now I, I'm. No, I'm, that's all. That's all like Miss Williams say. Hey, look, you gonna eat. <laughs> you gonna eat something else. You just hey, gonna be eating all hey, that crap. I mean. It's, it's, <laughs> Four strips of bacon is a lot. When he says avocado, I'm trying to keep them off. Hey, when he said avocado, I'm like, okay, somebody else was involved with that. (laughs) You know, we didn't know nothing about that in Zachary. Hell no. (laughs) How how many avocados did you eat as a young man growing up in Louisiana? Didn't even know it was a. a I didn't even know what the hell that was. What are you talking about? (laughs) 
Um, Doug, I, I, I wanted to ask you this because you've held a lot of various roles with the commanders organization over the years. Um, we had Andy Reed on the program yesterday. Uh, right. and, and Andy's always great and remembers Brian from his playing days and always calls in and he's, and he's terrific. And every time we have him on, I ask if he'd be willing to trade Patrick Mahomes to the commanders. Um, regardless of what your role may be now, if I could facilitate that trade, would you help me make it happen? What, what they want? They want the team? <laughs> Just whatever you want. Fine. Yeah. Do they want the team? The whole team or what? Hell yeah. Okay, whatever you want. Hey, what you what you do with them? You you just roll out the roster and say pick who you want, and then we go from there. <laughs> when you watch some of these young quarterbacks, you watch a guy like Mahomes, uh, maybe Burrow in in Cincinnati, maybe it's Lamar, maybe it's Josh Allen, and and you start to think historically, where do you think these guys start to rank? Specifically, a guy like Mahomes when you're looking at the big picture of the NFL. Well, I, I think, you know, number one, you, you pick Mahomes. And then the rest of them, you know, I think you can fill in wherever you want to. You know, Joe Burrows, man, is, is a guy that he seemed like a guy, Joe Cool, what they call him, that's exactly who he is. And it seemed like he could score anytime he wants to. And uh, Josh Allen scares you because you don't know what he's going to do. He might run over you, run away from you, throw a TD pass. You don't know what, what he's going to do. And Lamar Jackson is, is what he is, you know. You got so many good young quarterbacks, especially in the AFC, man. And and Herbert over at San Diego. Sure. You know, they just need to find a way to get some defense and stuff to work with them. It's 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 scary to be when you look at it realistically. Um, Doug, I, I do want to ask you before we go, I, I know I mean just you know, knowing you a bit, how big of a guy you are and how much you beat up your body playing pro football. And, but, dude, I, I and know. In those dogs, too. Feet. <laughs> I, I know that working with the Good Feet store is really helping you kind of maintain a, a healthier lifestyle for your, your knee problems, your feet problems, back pain. What is Good Feet doing for you now, and, and what are you trying to help share the word on? Well, let me say this, you know, and, and, you know, growing up, I didn't know anything about your feet and stuff like that. And even as a player, you know, I, I didn't take care of my feet or whatever. You figured they'd last a long time. But as you get older, you realize that if you don't have your good feet, you're in trouble. <laughs> and um, I was introduced to Mr. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, you know, came to me and Cotton, who owns the good feet in this area, and uh, we met really about over three years ago down in Richmond at training camp and had no idea. You know, we talked and, and exchanged number, whatever. And this year, about, what, eight months ago, I got a call from him. And, uh, you know, he owns some stores and not knowing that they've been around, what, 20, 21 years or more. And we got to talking and we, we met for lunch in Fairfax and I met out there and he said, well, look, let's fit you up with some, um, some insoles. I said, okay. And when I took the pictures of my feet, and then I know it, I used to get up in the morning with top of my feet, my, my planters flashed, was hurting and stuff like that. I had no idea how flat my feet really was uh-huh. until I saw the picture. He said, look, we're going to fit you with this, and let's try this for a while. And, um, you know, I wore them for about two months or so, and, and it, it was hard getting used to it because of where it is. It's a three-tier three, three, three tier system. In the morning, you put on a pair of uh, insoles that you wear for about an hour and a half. You know, I put them on, go to work, and walk around for a while, go to breakfast in them. Then you put your ones you're going to want all day. And now I get to the point now, the ones I wear all day, man, I can wear them 
to 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 tomorrow and don't even feel them. And and mm. and and with that, you know, my my knees, I, I got bad knees anyway. But but the pain that I used to have, not not nearly what it used to be with those in my back. You know, I can get up out the chair now and don't feel that old backache that I used to feel because I guess what it does it put that pressure up on those joints and things like that and, and got that arch in my, my feet. And, and I, I recommend to anybody, everybody, I went to the basketball tournament and everybody say, you that guy that's on that good feet commercial, how do you feel? You know, <laughs> I, I had to explain to them how it worked. Yeah, well, I got to get me some of those, you know. But but I can honestly say that um, in the last six months that I can really feel what, what they've done for me. And, and, and I'm going to always be part of the good feet group because I mean because I know what it's done for me and I'm getting older and I know without those ain't nothing I can do maybe okay. I need if they feet. got if they got one guy from Louisiana feet feeling right well they need to get another one you tell Jonathan <laughs> Brian Mitchell looking I'm, for him hey, hey I'm, I'm sure I'm <laughs> you, when, you, when you wear them I'm sure you will feel a different man because you know I've, I've had insoles and stuff like that all my life but but never to the point that you can feel what they're really doing for you do they, and, do uh, they do them for different like like some people have just their casual shoes. Some people have their, their tennis shoes that they work out with. Some have dress shoes. Do they make them for different levels of shoes? No, the, the thing about it, when they make them for you, you can what they do, they give you some insole where you can put in your shoe and put your, your insole up under it. It, it. That's how it works. Oh, okay. You know, whatever pair of shoes, and they're perfect. That's the good part about it. All, all my shoes, you know, when I put them in there, everything fits perfect. You never know. When you take the, old, the insole out of your shoe and put these insoles in there, you know, you don't, you can't tell the difference. No more than the fact when you first start, you you feel the pressure in in in, in the matter your your feet and stuff like that until you get to the point that it's done what it's supposed to do, and you got that arch that you need, and you you start feeling better. Doug, we appreciate your time. Appreciate my, you, brother. My only concern with the arch support is I have very stinky feet, so I don't know that I want to be yeah. carrying those well, insoles. I don't, I don't think they, most of us would get the smell of those if you just put them on and tie them up. Well, they, they, need to, they need to make the good feet insoles with the uh, – they, they have the, they, they, yeah, For Breeze and for JP. <laughs> I, I was talking to Jonathan about that. And make sure that we have the Febreze good feet. <laughs> you see, you see what happens. I start talking to two guys. It's gonna be Louisiana, the time lapse. Start you know, making fun of look, me. Look, they're gonna be a time lapse. Every like hour, it drop a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got a little button you push, right? <laughs> Listen, you want me to drop a little every hour? No, nah, that's make all right. It happen. No, that's all right. Doug, thank you <laughs> for right, the Doug, time, man. We bro. really appreciate it. Hey, good talking to you all, man. All right. Have a good day. That's all the right. legendary Doug <laughs> Williams right there. Some very interesting stuff talking about the quarterbacks, and then, of course, Brian made fun of my feet. I want nobody well, to Well, you go, say your feet was stinky. I, I, from a source. Nobody <laughs> go anywhere. Uh, there's a lot going on in the quarterback financial market, Jeff. There's a lot going on in the financial market. Ben White will help us break it down. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't go anywhere. Beamish Finley, 1230 on, I think it's Wednesday, right? Wednesday, March 8th. Hump day. You know why I know it's Wednesday, Landville? Because it's also Ben's day. That's right. We're going to get to the BetQL guest line. Welcome in our friend Ben White, chief economic correspondent for Politico and arguably the world's biggest Commanders fan. Ben, what's up, man? Thanks for making some time for us. Hump day, yeah. I love that ad. <laughs> That's a good one. one. Yeah. Any of them that um, stick with you are good. Yeah, exactly. And a big camel walking through the office trying to get people to say what day it is someday. That's pretty darn good as far as advertising goes. I'm well. How are you guys? I'm uh, good, man. We're doing well, man. So I, I'm curious. I know that your world is crazy in the economic world, and we're going to get to that. But I always like to start with the commander sides of things for you. Um, how much did you notice kind of the quarterback news from yesterday that Daniel Jones more or less got a two-year deal at $40 million a pop? while Lamar Jackson got a non-exclusive franchise tag. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty remarkable given uh, the talent difference between those two. I mean, Daniel Jones obviously kind of came around a little bit for the Giants. They made a playoff run and, and won a game and all that. Um, but, you know, very recently, uh, big questions around whether he was the guy going forward still are, uh, for that matter. And Lamar Jackson is a kind of uh, generational talent, um, obviously had some problems in Baltimore over his contract and not being happy and, and hasn't been where he was. But uh, he, of the two, is uh, by far the more dominant uh, talent who can change the game and win games on his own. Um, Daniel Jones could do a little of that. He's you know, a decent runner, but he ain't no Lamar Jackson. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I, I asked this kind of via Twitter earlier, and we asked this on our 58 Foundations poll question the, the holdup with the Lamar stuff, I don't believe it's that you'd have to give up two first-round picks. I don't believe it's that he's missed 10 games in the last two seasons. Yeah. I believe it's that he wants a fully guaranteed contract. I don't think the commanders are going to be in any position to do that. But if you yeah. look at the last few years in Washington, they've talked about big swings at quarterback. They've talked about Matt Stafford. They've talked about Russ Wilson. They've gotten, yeah. respectively, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz. Okay. Do you want... And do you expect the commanders to make a run at Lamar Jackson? I don't. I mean, you know, I'm of two minds on this, as I often am with the commanders. Do I love the idea of Lamar uh, Jackson in Burgundy and gold uh, moving up and down that field and and confusing defenses and making outstanding plays and and winning games? Yeah, I love that idea. Uh, Do I think that they'll be able to give him what he's asking for, particularly at this time of – ownership and coaching uncertainty. I, I don't, uh, I don't see them as a big player unless, you know, Snyder wants to go out with some blaze of, of glory and sign some kind of deal uh, with him. I, I just, I don't see it happening. I think he winds up somewhere else and it's a similar deal with Stafford and, and Russell Wilson. We're always the uh, bridesmaids, never the bride, you know, we wind up with the, uh, you know, the best man of the second best man or whoever else is up there at the altar, you know, like a uh, Fitzpatrick or a Wentz and uh, they come in and they're, do exactly what you kind of expect, which is not much. Um, so ideally, you know, in, in my fantasy world, yes, Lamar Jackson, uh, eight days to Sunday. In reality, it's very hard for me to see Washington being uh, the team where he lands. I mean, I just, I don't know, maybe you feel differently, but it, it seems like everything's stacked against it. 
I, I listen, I believe this. I think the Ravens right now are doing exactly what they need to do. Uh, they put in the franchise tag on him. They put the non-exclusive. Other teams are going to have a chance to talk to him. They're going to negotiate for the Ravens. Now, yeah. one team might just be clever enough to put a poison pill in there to where they can't come back and say, we're going to sign this thing. The, the right. One thing with the poison pill stuff, now, are lawyers creative people that can always come up with new stuff? Yes, but that – I read about this during the last break. I meant to tell you this. The PA and the league agreed that those have buy and lo- – the previous formats of them have all been outlawed. You're not allowed That's to do that That's the previous formats. Anymore. They got new formats. Believe yeah, me. They haven't seen them yet. They haven't existed <laughs> They're yet. They're coming. Yeah, if it's possible, lawyers will dream it up. Um, you know, I, I don't know, like, what is the buzz in D.C. about uh, Jackson? Like, are people It's not up? happening. People no. want him, but I don't think that's—I don't yeah. think it's happening. I just think that this sale is going to hinder this team from doing a lot of what the fans would like to see. Yeah, you know what I would like? I'd like to be 28 with awesome apps, but that's not going to happen. So, you too. Yeah, you know, I'd love Lamar Jackson. I, I also—I don't know, you know, what's personally going on between him and the Ravens, but. It does not seem like a happy situation. Uh, he doesn't seem happy there at all. So, you know, can they come up with something that that keeps him? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, it seems like he wants out. But maybe if they come around on guaranteeing more of it, you know, it's hard to guarantee these NFL contracts, how big they are and how much these guys get hurt and uh, the short life of any career. So asking for fully guaranteed is a big ask. It, it's interesting because you, there's only been two guys to really get it so far, Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. And of all the people that should get it, Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins are never the names that come to the top. If you told me Mahomes was able to do it and maybe Peyton Manning was able to do it and Jerry Rice in 1988 or something, sure. But it it is one of the weirdest kind of wrinkles in in pro football. Yeah, the only thing fully guaranteed about Kirk Cousins is that he's going to fail in the clutch. That's the only guarantee. <laughs> That's a good line. And and with that, we will leave the NFL and uh, shift to to maybe your your more natural area of expertise. That I don't know is, about that. <laughs> I think I think so. Yeah, talking with our friend Ben White from Politico, chief economic correspondent. Um, I I don't know what's happening, but it seems like a lot of things are really unsettled. I'd like to ask you a specific Amazon question, but let's just start with kind of where things are now economically in the country. Yeah, it's real hard to uh, figure out exactly. I think we talked about that this last week. Everyone got excited by great numbers in January, job creation, consumer spending, manufacturing. Those were all inflated a bit by how weirdly warm January was. So there's more activity than normal and other technical factors um, when they collected data. So now we're starting to see that reverse a bit with the February numbers not looking as good, looking more like uh, teetering on the edge of recession. And we'll know a good deal more Friday. The employment report for uh, the month of February comes out Friday and probably will show a pretty big drop-off. We had 500,000 new jobs January, which was a giant number. It's probably going to be more like 200. If it's well below that, um, people will start to freak out. But the slowdown is really happening. And, and the problem is the Fed, Jay Powell, the Fed chair, and the Federal Reserve are operating off of all of the hot January data, not talking about even more interest rate increases, which could slow the economy further and um, – send us into recession. So I think the big picture is we got too excited, uh, like one might, over a couple of wins by the 
commanders uh, thinking everything's hunky-dory, and then, you know, you come back to earth with a couple of games, uh, you know, to stretch the metaphor, you come back to earth with a couple of not-so-great economic reports, and you are where we are, which is the economy is not terrible. There's still jobs available. Wages are still rising, but inflation is still a big problem, not going down the way that we would like it to, uh, and that means more rate increases, which means the economy is, is at risk of uh, recession. So that's kind of where we are back to where we were pre-January, you know, inflated data. So well, the commanders to get us away from all this crap. Yeah, <laughs> the commanders no, can win three fun. in a row in November, but you got to win NFC East games in December. Exactly, and and this economy is like not quite at that point yet, where it's like uh, uh, making a run for glory. Like I do think there's still the chance that the Fed can bump up rates a couple more times, get headline inflation down closer to four or three percent, where it's kind of safe uh, and people don't feel squeezed all the time, and we don't crash into recession. Like that outcome is possible, uh, but it's not super likely if inflation stays at like six seven percent where it is now, which is way too high and the Fed has to go hard on interest rates to slow the economy, then then we get recession. So I don't have an answer to how that plays out, but I can tell you that, you know, we probably got overexcited in January. We're now back to uh, a softish economy with a good labor market, but too high inflation, and a Fed looking to stomp it down. So um, less rosy, but, I, you know, I wouldn't jump out any windows yet. All right. Well, don't jump out any windows, I mean, Landfill. I would recommend but not necessarily about the economy. So I, I want to ask you some specific Amazon questions, I guess. Talking with our friend Ben White. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money Ben, chief economic correspondent for Politico. See him on CNBC all the time. Um, so I read this article. Obviously, there's a, a ton of excitement, intrigue, speculation that Jeff Bezos could be a possible, yeah. you know, buyer of the commanders. And right. I, it's always dangerous when I read something, but apparently Amazon is slated for 18,000 layoffs. And yeah. more interestingly to me, and that's a shame, but they've paused construction of their HQ2 facilities in Arlington. Yep. Bezos has all the money in the world. I, I'm not acting like he couldn't right. afford a football team now. But yeah. how much does the downturn, particularly in the tech sector, impact a dude like Bezos? Yeah, not not that much. I mean, you're absolutely right on Bezos that uh, it wouldn't impact his ability to buy a five to six billion dollar uh, franchise, NFL franchise. He could, you know, do that with what's in his couch cushions probably at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it Amazon, like a lot of uh, big retailing tech players, hired up big time during COVID because we all ordered everything from Amazon, and, and we still do, but just not as much as we did. Uh, during that period. And overall, retail sales are starting to flag a little bit. Um, I think, I remember when Amazon announced that 18,000 uh, layoff, it was at a period where a lot of tech companies were due that. Some of them have backtracked now that it looks less likely that we're getting recession. Uh, and I don't know how many of that 18,000 they'll actually execute on. But yeah, slowing down or stopping um, you know, the HQ thing there and other projects is an indication that they realize recession is possible and that they need to cut expenses. And the biggest expense that any company has is employees. Uh, so that's, you know, when you see layoffs. But so far, broadly in the economy, they've been very limited. Uh, a lot of companies looking to just hold on to workers they have, uh, not necessarily execute layoff plans. Uh, but Amazon, Netflix, others restructuring a bit post-pandemic uh, and, you know, drying up in some consumer spending. But it, I really think it has no 
relevance to Bezos and the commanders. Uh, you can do that. And Amazon's not in any trouble. They just, like many companies, went on a hiring blitz and now maybe resizing a little bit. But they're going to be fine. Bezos is going to be fine. And if you wanted to uh, walk in and drop a stack of cash right now on, on the commanders, he could do it. Mm-hmm. Last one. And, and you, you often deal with the intersection of money and politics, right? Yeah. When Amazon was going to build HQ2, they got all these great proposals from all these cities all over the country. Right. And Virginia and Arlington, I don't know what all government entities were included, if it was county, state, whatever. Yeah. I'm guessing they all were, made all these concessions to get that business. Now that it's on pause, would it be a great time to be going back to the state or the counties and asking for help with the stadium or anything else? Like, what does it do to a political relationship when you pause something like this? Uh, it ain't helpful uh, at all. Uh, obviously, a lot of politicians uh, in the area staked a lot on creating these jobs or having these jobs created that Amazon would bring and competed hard. And, and I don't know the specifics of what concessions were made or what was given up. But once you've done that and celebrated it and you know had a ribbon cutting press conference, the last thing you want is the builder, the owner, the company to, to back out, you know, it makes you look stupid and foolish and you have to go to voters and, you know, explain what the heck happened. So it, not helpful uh, at all if he needs and he will need some cooperation from, uh, you know, Virginia officials, D.C. and Maryland, I mean, all around. Uh, and he doesn't need that much. So he doesn't need their money to build a stadium or for, for anything, but regulatory approvals in general goodwill means a lot. So it, it, it doesn't help uh, Bezos for this thing to be put on pause. There'll be a lot of people unhappy with him uh, in addition to Dan Snyder. No one's going to hate him like Dan Snyder does because I think Dan Snyder hates uh, uh, that man more than anyone else on the planet. Um, and it amuses me to no end that he hates him because he owns uh, a company that writes the truth about him, um, which is hilarious. Right. Uh, so long story, short story is he's not helpful, but he doesn't need any money, so it's not as damaging as it might otherwise but be. that pause is not indefinite they uh, when yeah. i was listening it said a few months or whatever yeah. so if it comes in, in a few months i don't think he gets hurt at all yeah exactly i mean if you, as long as you eventually deliver on uh, what you promised and the number of jobs uh, i mean that you don't even have to hit that total number people always overestimate how many jobs these things will create but if you're creating some and you finish you know the project taking a pause for a little bit to reassess exactly what your needs are and how big it needs to be and all of that uh, that's but not a killer i want Auto you company. both to know that i've put my quest to bench press 225 on pause I'm not saying it'll yeah. never happen, Brian, <laughs> but I've, I have put it on pause. I'm just saying. Yeah, all right? I got you. All right. Ben, thank you for the time, man. Always appreciate you, brother. All right, bro. Take it easy. All right, bro. That's our guy, Ben White. He benches 225, no problem. Now, I'd like to discuss something different, something that's not on pause, something that's wide open right now. The Cloakroom, nominated multiple times for best overall gentlemen's club in the country, and it just got even better. Located at 5th and K Northwest, Cloakroom is the first gentlemen's club in the United States to have a sports book. You can place wagers at traditional betting windows or kiosks while you're enjoying the entertainment. If you're not into that, take the elevator up to the beautiful year-round climate-controlled sports book and lounge called Over Under. State-of-the-art retractable roof with TVs showing all the games. You know what's happening right now, Brian? Syracuse has a small lead over Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. Uh. If you're looking at what the hell is Davidson in? The AAA, I don't even remember. What, what <laughs> conference is that? Davidson is beating the hell out of St. Bonaventure. That might be Conference USA or the All-American Conference. 
College Hoops is here. It is March. It is March Madness. Go to Over Under, watch the games, bet on the games, drink transfusions, and enjoy yourself. Trust me. Check them out, cloakroomdc.com. So this is from Seth Walder, who's a sports analytics guy for ESPN. Seth Walder says, this is even slightly this is even slightly worse from the Giants perspective because of the 12 mil in 2025 that becomes guaranteed in 2024. Looks like this deal can be 1 year for 82 million, 2 years for 94 million, 3 for 112 or 4 for 160. I just don't see how this is a good risk for a 1 year breakout player when you could have had 1 year for 32.4 million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know the thing I always try to look at is kind of the long-term years of service versus how much you've paid overall. Mm. And so it's just impossible to look at that thing. Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdowns this past season. Yeah. And and we talk about Lamar's weapons and the lack of receivers. The Giants receivers this year were some of the worst in football. I, if you, I mean, if you just stack them up from a straight talent perspective, they can get way better. Um, they traded away Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay is an all-time free agent bust. Um, Darius Slayton was probably their leading wideout. They can get way better at the position. I imagine they will. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's – I don't want to like – I'm not projecting that Daniel Jones can't improve from what we saw. I think he can. But, man, it seems like a guy that makes sense to franchise. Yeah. Say prove it one more time. Hit me, baby, one more time, Britney Spears style. But it just, I just think that we understand how things work. That is why so many people are baffled by how the NFL works when it comes down to certain people getting certain contracts. Because th- this guaranteed contract thing will be discussed again. Oh, of course. I mean, it'll... It's going to be discussed again. And I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. What if Burrow says that's what he wants? That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's Don't the, be discussed again. Who has the juice to get that done right now, Burrow or Herbert? Mm-hmm. What if Herbert says I that's what he Burrow wants? I think Burrow should be yes. I think they shouldn't be thinking about giving Herbert a guaranteed contract right now. What does he really want? He looked good in the pre in the regular season. A lot of people do that. I mean, to that extent, you could say the same thing about Lamar. True. But Lamar has had more accomplishment than Herbert in the regular season. Right, but Herbert's only played two years. Lamar's now played five. I understand. I'm just saying, Lamar was in the playoffs often. He won the MVP. Has Herbert? No. Okay. They've been. I mean, they've been in the playoffs fifty percent of his career, and I'd argue it should be one hundred percent of his career if the coach wasn't a dope. <laughs> but they they're keeping the coach. Hey, I'm just going by what what has happened, what has transpired. And I, I think ultimately, when something transpired, that's all I can look at. I can't look at. If it if if it hadn't happened, if it would have happened, I mean, I see Herbert sometimes to me is is like an up and down quarterback. He's a he has all the talent, sure, but sometimes he doesn't look it. But he he can get the guaranteed contract. I I who knows if he can, dude. The, it's my understanding the Chargers ownership situation ain't exactly settled. I believe uh, the owner is Dean Spanos, and I believe his sister's suing him. So <laughs> good luck with that guarantee. Yeah, you, know, I, um, you have to get part of your contract from one place and another way for another part from the other place. Another Schefter system. does an annual interview with PFT commenter and the Pardon My Take crew, and they always get him to make one prediction. Last year, it was Wentz to the Commanders, which uh, proved true, unfortunately. 
He he hinted that he believes it's not just the commanders are up for sale and that there's a number of teams that could be flipped. Everybody knows about the Seahawks situation. I think the Chargers, and I think there are two East Coast teams that might not be that far behind. Who's two? I'll tell you in the break. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 